And the show started. Hi, Facebook Messenger. Hi, Pat. Uh, we're doing this. We're doing this apart. We're doing this par- across the country. Not really. Halfway across the country. There you go. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, so. Pat, I'm in New York right now. Pat's back in Chicago, the city of sin. Yes. Uh, Pat, what uh, what are you up to the past week? Metallica last night. It was awesome. Yeah, I saw that. I know you were pretty excited about that. It was at Soldier Field. They had really crazy pyro, so lots of flames and stuff. I could even feel the flames from where I was sitting, and I was at the 300 level, so that's always cool. And... um, crazy lasers they they sounded great i mean it always, it always sounds better live than anything you're going to see online you know yeah and so you, you have you ever seen metallica before i have not seen them in person um i i'm a huge fan they're one of my top favorite bands um there's, there was only two opportunities for me to see them before one time in high school when i didn't have a lot of money and then money one time at Lollapalooza, and i'm not gonna just stand there all day to see them do a shortened set like you know i'd rather just go to a metallica concert so yeah um they're a pretty strong knit group so i figured they'd come back one day and came back and it was just yeah one of the best shows ever that yeah. i've been to and, and so was soldier field where you saw guns and roses how do you like that as a music venue? Um, I I like it a lot because it's such a huge venue and there's so many people. Yeah. I did hear a number of complaints, not just last year from people who I knew who also went to the show, but I heard complaints when I was down, like getting food in between sets about people not being able to hear all the time. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, you know, the stadium's not built for concerts. So I think it sounds, I, th- I thought it sounded fine from where I was sitting. But I don't know. I guess it just depends who you talk to and where they're sitting. Yeah. Well, as long as it really matters just for you, right? As long as it's where you're sitting is fine. Yeah. It's it's weird because the you know as we know the Soldier Field is where the Bears play, and it's such a small stadium compared to other NFL stadiums. It's the smallest NFL stadium. It's the smallest NFL stadium. And the Bears the Bears don't even own it. The Park District owns it. Ooh, fun fact. And that's why and that's why some of the high schools get to play there. That's why you got to play there back in the day. Oh, well, I mean, I guess. Yeah. I don't know why other people get to get there. I mean, I guess it's just up to the park district. Do you think it's cuz the Bears can't afford a better stadium? Okay. I'm not a coach. Um I don't think there's really anywhere for them to go that's in the city. To be honest with you. And it's like a it's kind of like a, a staple now like, you know, it's snowing, Soldier Field, tough guys, blue collar city. <laughs> 
Like it would it would probably be different if it was like a new stadium, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you got to have the open you know, three three and yeah. thirteen football team. Yeah, every other year. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for another one of those. That's gonna be great with a fresh new quarterback. Can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you would definitely recommend you'd see Metallica again? Oh, I absolutely. I'd yeah. see Metallica many times as I could afford. Yeah, good. Good to hear. Yeah. What about you, man? Hey. How's New York? Yeah. So I found out very recently. I found out. On... I was a little Stevie. Yeah, I saw a little Stevie. So uh, I found out Friday that my boss wanted me to fly yeah, so down. Yeah, how is he? Okay, yeah, I guess we'll start with that. We'll start with little Stevie before why I'm in New York. Yeah. So little Stevie was great. So I got to see him. I haven't seen him, I don't know, in a, maybe, maybe two years, maybe. I don't know. That's probably what it is. And, uh, you know, he's, he's New York. There's actually a controversial thing is that uh, I declared Dan Alon to be official New Yorker of Chubstep uh, a while ago, one of the previous episodes, and Steve Ribeiro, little Stevie, was pretty upset about this. So to start it off, I, I plan on seeing Dan Alon later in the week, also from New York, but I was like, I started off with little Stevie, give him his shot to show me his New York, you know? little I didn't tell him this, but little did he know this is a test to see how New York he is. And guess what we got? Pat, what'd you get? You pizza. had to get New York style pizza. New York style pizza, John's. We got John's New York style pizza. John's not a very New York name, but uh, it was great pizza. I'll give him that. It was great pizza, and so I got to see him. It was nice to see him. You know, he's writing a book right now. About what? About a hotel. About an old hotel, a history book type well. thing. Uh, so, and then he's also, uh, writing for the Rams right now. We got to check out his new article on Rams talk. So we got to do that. And then also he's doing the Tejas little Stevie show. And then, yeah, <laughs> Tejas little Stevie. And then also he's doing bold predictions. Now we haven't talked about bold predictions, but that's his new podcast that he also does called bold predictions. Nice. Yeah. So it was good to see him. Uh, you know, he's doing great. So then, uh, we'll see how that goes the rest of the time. Uh, why I'm in New York. Let's get to that, Pat. So on Friday, I found out that my bosses wanted me to fly to New York to see this movie that we're financing. Uh, so this is, we've done a couple, okay. we've done, we've funded a couple of films in the past, but this was the first one that they're like, oh, why don't you go and check it out? So we're lending them money for their post-production and we're having a lot to do with the New York state tax credit. So uh, for films, you get, it's like in Illinois, you get a, you get money back for filming in the state. So uh, I'm going in, and I think technically I'm an executive producer on this film, which is pretty cool. Which, when you see executive producer, when you see executive producer on uh, a film, that basically just means that somebody gave money to the film. It doesn't really mean that uh, they had anything to do with it. But in this case, I'm actually going to be for uh, three to four days. I'll be on the set helping out. Here's the thing that's a little crazy about this is they're like 12-hour shoots, and on Wednesday or Wednesday and Thursday, they're start at 9 p.m. So it'll be a, a couple of long... 9 p.m. till 9 a.m.? Yes. yes. And where this is being filmed is not the best of areas, so it'll be an interesting... Uh, <laughs> it'll be an interesting dynamic. It is a movie about gangsters and stuff like that, so it'll be... Uh, yeah, it should be... Should be interesting. I should have hopefully I'm some sure good stories from that. I'm sure you guys have security. Uh, it's pretty, I would say no. My guess would be no just because this is a very small production. This is a pretty small budget. It's a pretty small crew. Uh, 
I would say I would be un, unlikely that I think there's only like if you count the cast and the crew, there's only like 15 people on this these couple day shoots that we're doing right here. It, it's going to keep going on. I think it's a 10 day shoot. I'm only going to be around for three to four days of it, but I've already been helping them out trying to find some. Uh, oh wow! Yeah. So what what they've had me do since I can't be on the production this hasn't really started yet is uh, they've asked me to help them just try to find food for the lunchtime, which is always like six hours in. But the problem is since they're starting at nine. The six hours in is at like 3 a.m. So I got to find these these places for food in an area I've never been in. And these are not like downtown. It's not like Times Square where there's filming it, where there's places open all the time. Like, So it's pretty hard to find places that are 24 hours in these areas that they're what, filming. Uh, what borough of New York are you in? Uh, right now I'm staying in, um, I think, Manhattan. It's Midtown East is exactly where I'm at. But then they're filming it in the Bronx and Queens. So nice. yeah, it's uh those the so Bronx the Bronx to three a.m. sounds fun nine p.m. to nine a.m. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> so uh, it would be cool to be on the production though. It'd be interesting because I've never really been. You know, I've seen some like smaller TV shoots, but this will be like a first time seeing like a movie on set and stuff like that. And uh, so I'm it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. So hopefully, I got some good stories for that. That's a big boy title, Jared. Yeah, I know, man. I know. I'm a little, uh, a little nervous. Can can I live up to it? I, I guess we'll find out. But like I said, that title Due really to the success of the movie or not? <laughs> That's true. Uh, except for I have nothing to do with that, and I don't know if we actually care about this. No, we do. Well, of course, you want every movie you work on to be good. But as far as uh, money wise, we're worried more. Can they get enough money to get a good tax credit back? So sometimes you're not always looking at all the aspects of uh, of a film. But obviously, you always want the movie you're associated with to do good. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, so hopefully interesting. Uh, so yeah, I've been in New York, I've been exploring. I saw my first New York cockroach. You always hear about him. Uh, just, it was like men in black. It was like, it was the size of my thumb and I have large hands for those that don't know me. Uh, and it was, Ladies, a, if you're listening, Jared has large hands, very large hands, you big gloves, dirty girl. Uh, so big gloves. like the size of my thumb. And this was just like, you know, a cockroach just walking down the sidewalk. In pretty pretty broad daylight, so it was uh, that was great. Uh, Did you kill it? No, I just kept walking. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be. You didn't eat it. Yeah. So they have complimentary uh, uh, umbrellas here, Pat. And it was raining pretty hard when I was walking with little Stevie. I was. The city of New York has complimentary. No, no, no. Just the hotel that I'm staying at. You you grab an umbrella, you bring it back, and you come back. But here's my thing. This is my first time I've used an umbrella in forever. You know, I, I don't. What do you, what are your thoughts on umbrellas? We have one at my job actually that you're allowed to take and bring back, and I did it one time. Yeah. Every single time, or like every block I was on, it was yeah. just the wind would blow it through. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. It was more of a pain than anything. No, I, I yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. It's it just I, to me, I just I always kind of thought they were kind of uh, like if it, I had one, I'd give away my man card as well. Yeah, I was going to say also I felt a little bit feminine walking with the umbrella. Yeah, so this is my – it's probably been five, six years since I've since I've worn one, but uh, I don't know, man. Is that the term, worn an umbrella? <laughs> no, that's definitely – you're right. You know, now that I said it that way and you, you corrected me, it's definitely not worn an umbrella, but it's just the first time since I've used Sorry, an umbrella quite some time. Sorry, we got the police over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah never mind no that's uh that was bad i'm sorry pat 
But fine. Hey, hey, hey. But uh, no, the first time I've used Umbrella, probably five, six years. So. Bird up. Uh, here's another thing. I was helping my, right before I left, I helped my cousin move. And her boyfriend grabbed a U-Haul. And this is a 26-foot U-Haul. And when you just say 26 feet, you're like, oh, it's not that big. When you look at it, I mean, this is this is borderline a semi-truck. I mean, it's like, a, it's bigger than a UPS truck that you see driving around most of the time. Um, significantly exactly. bigger. At 26 feet. And, and you can just rent this thing with... A regular driver without license. a truck driving license yeah and he, so he pulls up and he's like why are you allowed to why are you allowed to rent this like i drive a ford fiesta most of the time and, <laughs> and i just pulled up they just gave me this huge truck and i have no idea i you know so he had he had he's like hey do you want to help park this and so like three of us were like trying to just back this thing up to park it and took up like you know five spots so we could put all the stuff into our truck and I, it is just insane like i there's got to be a lot of stories of accidents and stuff like this with these U-Hauls because these are insane. You know what? I actually had to move myself back home from college. So I had to rent a U-Haul, drive all the way from Milwaukee to Chicago in that thing, and stand still, rush hour traffic over yeah. by O'Hare. I became a much better driver after that. <laughs> you think it improved your, your skills? I think it improved a lot of things. I never had to use my mirrors as much as I did. You know what doesn't uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger type of thing there. I guess it was freaking torture. Uh, but it just yeah, I, it just seems like a bad idea. There should be some there should be some limit on length, and I'm sure what that ever that limit is, it might be 26 feet or whatever it is. But it's it's too long. It needs to be shorter. I mean, just kind of weird that you know that is the. It's 100 percent weird that just anyone with a driver's license can go rent that. So. Pat, can I wear protection? Uh, here was something I was going to say. This this is a story about um, uh, an an intern a while back, and this person I'm not going to say gender or whatever, whoever this person was or name or anything like that. But it was the first time that in my life I had seen someone I had asked them to do something. This was and granted, this was a couple months ago, maybe you know, maybe even longer than that. And I'd asked the person to do something, and this granted, this intern was not directly under me and that kind of thing, but. I had heard, and the person responded and said, no, I'm not going to do that. I think you told me this in person. I probably did tell you this in person, but I definitely haven't talked about it on the show. It, it was the weirdest thing to me. Like, it was such a weird, like, thing to hear no. This is, and I'm talking about, this is a very basic thing. I was asking somebody to, like, make a call for me. Can you just call someone and check in, you know, like, how do you do this? It, like, a very simple, like, this wasn't like, hey, uh, can you go and switch out the carburetor on my 1974 VW bug? You know, it wasn't like that where like, okay, you have no idea what you're doing. Uh, you have to have some background and knowledge and how to do this. It wasn't that sort of thing. It was just like, can you go do this for me? And the answer is no. It's like such a horrible, uh, mentality to have going into like the workplace. Like when you're an intern or when you're starting out or really at any level, the whole ability to be like, yeah, I can do that. You know, like it just, the ability to figure something out, even if you don't know how to do something is huge, you know, like just to say you, you should, can, you should tag that person in this podcast post. I don't know. I honestly, honestly, I can't even remember the name of the person. Uh, and I'm definitely not friends, Facebook friends with them, but it, it, yeah, I don't, do you agree with me, Pat? Or kind of, what are your thoughts on this kind of thing? Um, I never interned, so tough for well, me. Well, not to say. intern. I'm not talking about. I'm just talking about in life. When someone like if you're, 
you know, I'll tell you, if people yeah. ask me how to do things at my job all the time and I have no idea how to do it, yes. I just have to figure it out. Exactly. It's kind of yeah, like yeah. it's kind of like life, you know. And and this wasn't even something you really even had to figure out. It was literally just a task of like, can you go do this for me? And then I mean, because it was that simple. It was as simple as going to go get like, can you get me a thing of coffee? It was it was making a call, you know. And the only reason somebody asks is because they don't have enough time to do it themselves or they have something else to do, you know, something like that. They don't just ask just to make busy work and that sort of thing. I hope not. I don't know, Jared. Maybe you just didn't want to do it. <laughs> I mean, granted, I did not want to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that. I did not did you end up go. having to do it? Yeah, I did. I had to do it myself because, I, yeah, the person I'd asked to do it just straight up said, no, I'm not going to do that. And it was such a – it was just – I don't know. It, it, to me – if you're looking to, yeah, I, I, like people remember, uh, people remember negative things a lot more than they remember, you know, I mean, you think about it, we've talked about this in the past, but like you can be, uh, you know, dating someone and you can say uh, all like a million of the right things. And if you say one of the wrong things, I mean, like depending on the severity of one of those wrong things, I mean, it can be, you know, that's enough to end the relationship, but there's not, I don't think there's Probably. one right thing you can say that, that keeps the relationship going. Like you could just say one right thing and the rest thing, you know, and it's the same thing with like, if you're looking for a job, I mean, you just have to keep, or, you know, you're looking for a job or just even like, just, just people in general, you're just trying to help out people in general, you forget like you're an intern or even you're starting off. You're just at a job. I mean, like you have to have that mentality of I'm going to get this done, you know, or at least try. It's one thing to say, yeah, I called, it didn't work out. I couldn't get through or whatever it was. It's another thing to just say, yeah, I no, I'm not going to do this. I agree. Especially, yeah. well, I mean, might be one thing if someone's like considered a, a peer or something. They ask you to do something, you're just like, nah. Yeah. Like I understand why someone would say that. Yes. But it's like if it's anyone in a position higher than you, you should definitely not have that attitude at all. I mean, you shouldn't have that attitude at all, all to begin with. But I yeah. could see why if someone in like the exact same position was just like, nah, I'm not doing that. I would understand why. You yeah. don't have the authority, but. Oh, just he, my two cents, man. I like your two cents, Pat. And here's one thing that I just... Oh, uh, this is a follow-up I meant to do a long time ago. But remember a long time ago I was complaining about the signs near my house, how they had these uh, speeding signs that as soon as you hit above 45... The speed limit's 45 miles an hour. They had a little um, electronic thing underneath it. And as soon as you hit above 45 miles an hour, it would just keep flashing red and say, slow down. And I said, this is so stupid you know because... Yeah, I don't recall you complaining ever. <laughs> and I said, the, and I said this is so stupid because uh, it does the same slowdown at somebody going forty-six miles an hour as it does somebody going ninety-five. And I said this is a huge yes. exaggeration and why this sign is stupid. Literally, I'm not joking. A week after that episode came out, they the sign changed, and now within like I don't know, you know, within a certain range, it just flashes the number. So now it flashes. Like, so if you're going 46, it just flashes yellow. You're going 46, like slow down. And so I'm going to go and say that there's somebody working in the South Elgin, <laughs> Illinois to the uh, municipal <laughs> department, big chub step fan, because uh, they listened and that's the power of the chub. That's all I have to say. Or maybe one of the, one of the listeners actually like said, Hey guys, this is wrong. This is making it more dangerous, and they made a difference. Shout out to the listeners. <laughs> Shout out to, you're right, Pat. I like that. Giving the listeners credit. I think that uh, <laughs> that's, I think that's much better. Here's here's another little thing here, Pat. Do you think any? Do you think they've ever said the year that it is more than they say, like 
I think it started in 2016, but I, you know, now everybody goes, oh, it's 2016, it's 2017. Has that ever happened more than these past two years? Like in in 1973, no. were people going, hey, you can do whatever you want, man. It's 1973. 1973. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 1408, no, baby. I, it's 1408. I, I, even, I even say that myself, and I just started doing it within the last year or two. It's because there's been so many changes the last year or two. But there's always <laughs> everyone. It just seems like everyone's just so much more like offended by everything now. I agree. But do you think it's, that's why is because everybody's because people are going to wear offended? Like, so you... it's like, well, it's like, look, all these laws are changing. Hey, it's 2017. You can do whatever you want. Or, hey, everyone's a freaking snowflake now. Like, hey, man, it's, it's 2017. You can't say that anymore. I Yeah, but I would argue there's been times in history where there's been more changes like maybe like uh some of these civil rights era there was a lot of laws I was gonna being say, changed. i don't know maybe the civil war yeah <laughs> yeah do you think those guys would be like yeah what it's the hell it, guys it's, it's 1865 <laughs> 1865 man you know you can do it yeah <laughs> things are different now um uh, which would have been a valid thing to say uh <laughs> i don't i don't know if things are actually that much different or if people just like to say they're different you know, like if you go ahead and say that now it's this age, like it's so much different now. We're so much more progressive and we're so much more different than we were in 2015, you know, uh, then. There's just so much more content now that everyone's <laughs> just aware of everything or feel like they have to be a part of everything or have to voice their opinion on everything. Yeah. So many more avenues with that now. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, Pat, I'm going to throw on a little Any interview. Driver. Yeah, I'm going to throw on a little interview here with Elio. Castro Neves. And so he, yeah, is an IndyCar driver. Like you said, he actually won the IndyCar, the Indy 500 in 2001, 2002, 2009. Three-time winner of the IndyCar, uh, Indy 500. He won Dancing with the Stars. He Is was, that his nickname, like Spider-Man or something? Uh, I call him that because he yes, used to climb Spider-Man. the wall and he won. Yes. Okay, there we go. Pat, you know this. You know this guy. Uh Yes. I watched a lot of Sports Center in my day. <laughs> yes. So that is who this is. Uh, there you go, Pat. You're right. So uh, I got a little interview with him. Granted, uh, you're, you're going to say, why is this so short? I got to give you a little backstory here, too. Is that uh, so? We were. This is when I was at the Texas Motor Speedway. He's actually won more at Texas Motor Speedway than any other uh, driver. So he has a record for most wins at Texas Motor Speedway in IndyCar. And super nice guy, but. The crowd at the time that I was interviewing him was like dead. There was like nobody in the stands, and he had just come from winning, or not winning, but just come from racing in the Indy 500, which is packed. You know, it's just like a crazy number of, uh, of people at the Indy 500. So I was kind of making making some jokes as to uh, the crowd at the at the um, stadium there, and kind of asking him if he prefers this. Uh, you know, a high intensity crowd versus the crowd right there, which is very laid back. Ended up getting a little more filled out by the time the race started, but at the time there was, uh, it was basically empty at this place. So here he is, Elio Castroneves. Recording live from somewhere. Elio, uh, just talk to me about the importance racing here in Texas. Ah, uh, this place is awesome. Uh, not only, uh, not only, uh, it's a phenomenal crowd, great atmosphere. 
But I tell you what, when you go to the Victory Circle, it's uh, they know how to celebrate. So it's it's always good to be in Texas. Awesome. And I think the other yeah, do, you, do you prefer a crowd like this or crowded indie? Like, do you like to be a little more relaxed or do you like it to be a little more packed? <laughs> well, they are a different crowd. Obviously, uh, at India, um, you have the people that are really passionate about it. And here, you know, the people really want to see uh, cars, fast cars as well. And uh, it, it's just a different. There is no uh, better or worse. It's just uh, it's just a lot of fun when you have a great atmosphere. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's all I got, Trump. Thank you. No problem. Hi, this is Billy Bob Thornton. Welcome to my official website. And as Sage says, what's up? And there he was, Elio. Uh, great interview. He's a super nice guy. Uh, really glad I got to talk to him. And uh, yeah, kind of caught him while he was in between things, so didn't have a ton of time to talk to him. But I just appreciate his time. So. Thank you for that. So, Pat, what did you have, man? Did you see Amazon buying Whole Foods? I did see that. What's that about? Because I haven't read it too much. I've heard some stuff word of mouth. Word of mouth, yeah. Have you read anything about it? Here are my thoughts on the Amazon thing. I have not read about it, but uh, I thought it was a very interesting move because Whole Foods is so opposite of everything Amazon is, right? Amazon is like, how do we get rid of retail? How do we have every single thing that somebody wants and not have to worry about the retail aspect of it? Like, you know, how, like we're just going to ship it to you. You don't have to go to the store. And then they buy Whole Foods, which is purely a store. Explain as you would a child. So I thought it was yeah, an That would have made more sense if they bought like Peapod or something. Exactly. That would have, yes, that to me would have made much more sense. But also, I mean, Whole Foods, if you were going to buy any grocery chain, that's the one to buy, right? I mean, that's the trendiest. That's the way the health craze is going. People are Whole Foods is getting more popular. More people are getting into the health food thing. So if you can if you can mix together that plus Amazon's delivery type style, I mean, I could see a dangerous combo of people getting their food that way. I heard that again. I haven't read it because I'm too lazy. But yeah. this is what I heard. I heard that you're going to have a special cart that's sort of somehow connected to your Amazon account. And when you put the items in the cart, it's going to automatically like tally it up. And then when you walk out of the store, it's going to like charge your Amazon account or something like there's not going to be cash registers. That's what I heard. That would be very interesting. Now, you know, don't believe everything you hear. Go out and research it. Please don't be like me right now. Yes. (laughs) That is what I heard. That would be uh, taking away the jobs from hardworking Americans, cashier jobs. Oh, no. no. Yeah, I didn't even mention that. But, I mean, don't you think, like, theft would go up? Like, they just put shit in their pocket? Pat, I mean, they thought about Well, first of all, Pat, that could happen anywhere, right? I mean, that could happen. You could. It's less likely to happen if you have to go through a cashier. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I'm sure, but here's the deal. They have everything, everything's going to be tagged, right? If you're talking about they just put it in their cart, they walk out, then everything's going to have some sort of tag on it where as it leaves the store, it gets charged, you know? And it's it, it's all going to have some way that it doesn't get through the door without being charged. Here's my other thing. What yeah. if you need more than one cart? Yeah, Pat, I th- I'm sure they've thought out these logistics of it, but... Uh, I don't think they have. Oh, wait, when, when, Pat, how often do you need more than one cart? Um, I don't know. Super Bowl Sunday, maybe. <laughs> Thanksgiving. You need Christmas. You need more than one person for more than one cart. Grill, grill. What else you want to do right now? But I'm just what saying, else you want to say? You need more than one person for more than one cart. 
issue. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting, Whatever, it's, interesting question. No, 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 no. It's it's an interesting question. No, I I don't I don't know how they would how they would work that. But I'm sure they would have some way that you could have but multiple fine. Hey, hey, hey. you know items. And so you're talking. So it would move if this if this were the case, it would move that that art of you know that virtual cart that you have at the top right of when you're shipping to amazon to it would be an actual physical cart with actual physical items in it that when you checked out they would be charged i guess yeah kind of moving things from the virtual to reality <gasps> virtual reality oh, okay shit. i'm not i'm not i'm not i'll be honest i shop at whole foods yeah it's the cr- closest grocery store to my work man card. i'm gonna be kind of upset man card. They, me- they mess up my stuff Man card. How is that a man card? <laughs> if anything, Whole it's like a hipster card. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, it's the closest one. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, well, I can't shop somewhere? You could say, you could do whatever you want, man. I, if you like your low... America, Jared. <laughs> if you like your low-key gas stations, uh, you know... You like your Whole Foods? It's, it's all I'm a... saying is don't point point your finger at me. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I'm just saying. Say man card, point your finger. I just used an umbrella earlier, so I can't be talking. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Pat, how about a uh, Jeff Goldblum movie review? Hi. 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 I'm Jeff Goldblum. You, you interest me strangely. You have uh, you've uh, uh, tapped into some kind of secret vein. Why would you do that to Goldblum? <laughs> What's Goldblum ever done to you? What's Goldblum ever done to you? Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. <laughs> because she's sweet and like a peach, and like a juicy and sweet. You, you're afraid to be too Goldblum. He no. thinks if he smells Goldblum, he's gonna be Goldblum. I jam in them. Into his pocket. I'm gonna get my gold bloom on. That is one big pile of shit. Gold bloom is content. Uh, people always ask me how I pronounce my name, gold bloom or gold blum. Uh, I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? 2015's Inside Amy Schumer. Whoa! Whoa! Uh, Jeff Goldblum was in one episode called 12 Angry Men Inside Amy Schumer. So obviously yeah. this is a spoof off 12 Angry Men. And the show's name is Inside Amy Schumer. So it's called 12 Angry Men Inside Amy Schumer. This is directed by Ryan McFall and Amy Schumer. Uh, this is this is an interesting episode because uh, she is barely in this. She has maybe one line in this at the very end. So is it named after? Well, no, no, no. This this is just this episode of the show. She's in normally in episodes of the show. She is in multiple. You know, she's in a lot of it. But this specific episode of the show, she's in it for about you know thirty seconds. So what this is is this is kind of a you know thing off the uh, the movie Twelve Angry Men. Have you ever seen Twelve Angry Men, Pat? Twelve Angry Men. No, yeah, it's a very famous movie. I have not seen it either. So to be fair, I w- there's a lot of references I know I wasn't getting. Uh, but here's here's the cast here, and there's there's twelve jurors as a jury goes. Jeff Goldblum, jury foreman. With Jeff Goldblum, Chris Gethard. Uh, he was in a couple episodes of The Office uh, as one of uh, Dwight's friends. Holly, you and I are soup snakes. Uh, is in this jury number two, jury number three, Nick DiPaolo, comedian. Uh, jury number four, Vincent Carthizer. I recognized him. A lot of all, every single one of these jurors I recognized. 
Uh, juror five, Adrian Martinez. Uh, juror number six, Kevin Kane. Jury number seven, Henry Zabrowski. Jury number eight, juror number eight, John Hawks. Recognized him. Jury number, or jury number nine, George Riddle. Ten was Paul Giamatti. You know Paul Giamatti, Pat? Of course. Yes. Jury number, jury number 11, Kumail Nanji. Uh, Nanjani. He, okay, this him. this guy is in, uh, you might recognize him if you saw him. He is in Portlandia a lot. He is one of the funniest guys on that show, and he does like one skit each season. He is so funny. This guy's in some other stuff too. I think he's in uh, he's in Silicon Valley as Dinesh in Silicon Valley. This guy is so funny. Um, yeah, really big fan of him. And then uh, juror number 12, Chris beat him. And so anyway, there was, and then uh, the judge is Dennis Quaid. So... There's the names, a lot of the names, like, you know, anyway, if you saw these guys, you'd recognize them. They're all kind of comedian type guys. So uh, this is the whole thing. You're, it takes a little bit till they get to what they're actually deciding what it's over. But uh, the whole thing ends up being about if Amy Schumer is is hot enough to be on TV. And <laughs> and so the con, those are their whole, they're all debating. And it starts off 11 to 1 that she's not hot enough to be on television. There's one guy like holding out, you know, he's like, no, he's like, no, I, you know what? I think she actually is. I think she is. And then, so then they're trying to like measure, uh, <laughs> they use the word chub in this a lot, uh, which is not always our meaning nice. of, of chub and chub step, but they are talking about like, what's our meaning, Jared? I don't, we don't really have an actual meaning of the chub and chub step. I mean, there's not, you know, as you we talked about our meaning. So I'm curious what it is. No, I just, I, I, I'm saying we don't have a meaning. People can interpret whatever they want from it, but it's not, you know, like in this case, they're using it as like, uh, you know, the flaccidity of a male genitalia. Pat, how about that phrasing of it? Um, how flaccid someone is or not flaccid. So that's what they're using frequently it in this flaccid. frequently flaccid or emailer. Yeah. So that's what they're using for in this case. But uh, so they're 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 looking at Amy Schumer and they're like deciding if she's hot. You know, there's a whole debate about. They use a lot of references to her. It's funny because they're they're calling her like how she looks like a Cabbage Patch kid, and then she looks like <laughs> <laughs> like Cabbage Patch like features. It is all this. They're just bashing on her. You know, talking about how how ugly she she is and stuff like this. And like clearly, like, you know, this is her show. Like she like wrote some of these these lines. And they're like having this one guy talks, you know, this one guy's like, that's, he's standing out. He's like, no way is she hot enough to be on television. And he's like, this is other guys talking to him. He's like, Hey, do you normally wear glasses? And the guy's like, uh, uh, not, you know, not, not when I'm in bed. And he's like, is that when you're watching television? He's like, yeah. He's like, how many beers, you know, do you normally have before bed? He's like, normally I drink till I pass out, you know? And so, uh, until I black out every night. And so then they're like, well, could you imagine taking off your glasses and looking over there with a few beers and finding her attractive enough to be on TV, just looking at her blonde hair? And he's like, well, yeah. And so it's like they do like these little puns. Like, I don't know, it's just kind of a funny thing that they do, uh, and they're going through different things. Jeff Goldblum's very funny in this. Um, it, <laughs> I don't know. It's really it, – it's pretty – it's very well written, I would actually say. This is, a, this is actually very funny. There wasn't a ton of times that made me, like, laugh out loud, uh, but it was overall really well written, and I found it amusing overall. So I'd actually give this a top-tier uh, Jeff Goldblum rating. This is a Jeff Goldblum on the Independence Day movie scale. That could buy it, I think, at least some time to, uh, to take them take out, take them down, do your – through your stuff so uh very nice yeah i was impressed yeah i was pretty happy with this episode um 
the show in general, I haven't seen many episodes. I think I've liked uh, a decent amount of the episodes that I've seen, but uh, this one was, was very solid. All right. How about some Tanzania news? Yes. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure, and scientists claim that the infection is now transmitted. It's a fake. What are you from Tanzania? Yes, I am. Tanzania has banned a newspaper for two years as it tightens its media clampdown. For what? Uh, it actually doesn't say what it's been closed for. So, but it says that, like, literally, the uh, this is Magafuli, obviously, did this. Uh, the president of Tanzania. What a guy. President of Tanzania. They call him the bulldozer. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like that name I for like him. I like that. I know. I like that, I too. I like that, man. I've never heard of that. You know what? Quick side note. I like these, like, random nicknames for people. Like, <laughs> I was at work the other day, and someone just came up to me, and they're like, hey, what's up, potato chip? <laughs> I just love stuff like that. You think you Pat, Potato Chip's not such a good uh, nickname. Though. I know. Well, I was slouched in my chair, so I don't know if he meant a couch potato or whatever. But oh, I see. Potato Chip. Because Potato Chip is like the most boring of all the chips. Can we agree with that? Um, I don't like tortilla chips. You would prefer a potato no, chip over a tortilla agree. chip? Yeah, I would. That's racist. I don't think so at all. Uh... I think it's kind of racist that you're making it racist. <laughs> It's 2017. It's 2017. Yeah. Careful what you say. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so he it doesn't say why he shut down the newspaper, but basically, imagine if you were just working at a job at, at like, say you're, you know, just a writer for your online newspaper. It's online, online and print edition, and the president's just like, yeah, you guys are done for two years. So that's uh, the deal. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> The bulldozer came through. He's done with you. The bulldozer came through. So as we see, they have a huge issue with uh, in Tanzania just the different, the sensory, the sensory issues. Like, like it's it's like kind of like this one guy's just kind of like, you know, we're gonna do things, but we're gonna do it my way, and I'm actually don't want to hear anybody else's criticism on it. So, you know, shut it down. So that I mean that's that's literally what it is. I mean it's literally like he's getting a lot of he's gotten in a lot of like corruption out of there, but he's also I mean it's kind of corrupt yourself to you know not to, to like stop a newspaper because you don't like what they're saying. It seems kind of a dictatorship. Yes, it's very much it's very much like that. So it's not um you know it's like the good and the bad. It'd be nice if he just he just he does like the media just you would be scared to tell anything. You would. Yeah. So, you know. That's a bulldozer, by the way. That's a bulldozer. Yeah, you just don't want to get in his way. It, it, I mean, it's a, it is a perfect name because, it, I mean, it's literally like anything he doesn't like, he's just going to shut down. But the pro- Is that I a bulldozer noise? That's a bulldozer. That's what that's supposed to be. I don't understand how yeah. it is. <laughs> I've heard better bulldozers. But that's okay. That's okay. Woo! The electric in the air! Yeah! Pat, you don't have Venmo, right? No, I don't. Well, there's a new thing going on called Venmo Rich. Have you heard about this? Uh, no. I don't know if this is a real thing or just something that uh, my mom and sister come up with. Came up with, but uh, 
my brother has been staying with, uh, he's having his friend live with him. And I think the rent goes through him. So he's basically like just paying my mom in some weird transfer of money. Uh, but basically my mom has a bunch of money in her Venmo account and she doesn't want to transfer it uh, to her bank account because she said she's Venmo rich. And so, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm wondering if this is a dangerous trend is to, uh, you know, all these people like, you know, I, I hope my mom has, you know, a lot more money in the, uh, in the bank and I'm assuming she does, but you know, is this a dangerous game to be keeping all this, uh, is Venmo Rich going to be the new regular rich, Pat? Is that going to be like the big thing? It's going to be instead of like lifestyles of the rich and the famous, it'll be like lifestyles of the Venmo rich. Uh, it's like instead of a savings account, it's yep. a Venmo. Yep. I see that as dangerous. It is dangerous. It is very dangerous. And I think my mom's walking a fine line. What and, happens uh, when you get hacked and everyone takes all your money? You know what that song, Pat? I made a music uh, a video in high school, and there was a sad thing that happened in the video, and that music was playing in the background. So that must just be like the most oh. generic uh, sad song in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say where it came from, but I found oh, it. Well, okay, so you might have found it on my... <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. All right, well, there you go, Pat. Um if people want to Venmo me, uh, just search my name and then send me some money. I can be Venmo rich. <laughs> Don't ruin the show with your garbage. <laughs> and I will promise to reinvest a portion of that back into the show. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, we want to thank uh, Elio for doing the interview with yes. us. And then also... I think, I think that's really cool that he would do something for the show. Just a yeah, stand-up guy, you know... Uh, just talking about Texas. Everybody loves Texas. Uh, so, and then also want to thank Pat uh, Callahan for posting a bunch of pictures on Instagram. Uh, not you, Pat. Sorry, other Pat Callahan. Follow this Pat Callahan at Pat Callahan forty four. And then we would like to get more of those iTunes reviews in. Thank you guys for that, and share it with a friend. Email the show chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. We always love those. And the show's ended. Y'all 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 finished or y'all done? Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.